We'd like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and we're here every Monday night at CITR with The Jazz Show. And we have lots of music to play for you this evening, but, of course, our focus right at the top is our jazz feature. And that's a very special album, and this evening, an extremely special album. It's a long feature this evening, and it's the complete Paris concert by the Miles Davis Quintet, which took place at the Olympia Theater in Paris on March the 21st, 1960. And the quintet consisted of, of course, Miles Davis on trumpet, John Coltrane on tenor saxophone, Winton Kelly on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Jimmy Cobb on drums. Now, interestingly enough, just to go briefly back in history, um, of course, we all remember the great kind of blue band and the, the Miles Davis sextet, which, of course, had all the people that I mentioned, plus Cannonball Adderley on alto saxophone, the Miles Davis sextet. Now, Cannonball left the group in early September 1959 because he wanted to form his own band with his brother, Nat, and that's exactly what he did. So Miles um, was back down to a quintet, and of course he did play um, a gig here, a gig there, a week there, a week here, um, with the band, and John Coltrane was still on board, but Coltrane was prepared to leave Miles by that time, and he indicated to Miles that he was getting very busy with his own projects and his own rigorous practice schedule, and he was um, in the midst of forming a permanent band. And, uh, of course, he had leeway to do that because Miles um, wasn't working um, 24 7, 365 days a year. So Coltrane had time off to pursue his own um, projects, which he had been doing for a while. But all of a sudden, he got a phone call from Miles Davis and said, I have this tour of Europe. Um, it's going to begin in, uh, in March. It's going to be about six weeks over in Europe. And I want you to be on it. And Coltrane says, well, no, basically I've left the band, man. I'm not interested. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, I've got my own stuff happening, and I really don't want to do this. And um, Miles wouldn't take no for an answer. Um, he begged, literally begged John Coltrane to stay on in the band. He said, look, uh, 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 Coltrane, you're the only one that knows the tunes, and I really need you to do this tour. And Coltrane reluctantly, and Miles said, I'll even up the, the ante in terms of pay 
and uh, all that kind of stuff. And Coltrane hemmed and hawed for a little while. And finally, uh, after much coaxing by Miles Davis, he agreed. But he wasn't particularly happy about this. But he knew also from years of working with Miles that he had ultimate freedom in the band. So he decided to uh, say, well, figure, well, I'll be practical about this. Um, I'm getting good money for this trip. It's a trip to Europe. Um, Miles gives me carte blanche. I can play as long as I want in the pieces that Miles chooses. And um, I'll be able to, you know, kind of practice and do some of the stuff that I want to do on the bandstand and have a good backup band, uh, of course, with the, with the people involved. So Coltrane, as I said, reluctantly agreed to do this European tour. But he wasn't angry. He wasn't particularly happy either but he, um, with his decision, but he was trying to make the most of it. But, of course, he was involved in uh, thinking about practicing and things that he had discovered and was working on. And, of course, he was also um, had a lot on his mind because he was attempting to form his own uh, permanent band, and he had lots of people in mind uh, that he wanted to work with and, and that sort of thing. So during the tour, uh, Coltrane was uh, more detached than usual. Coltrane was never uh, a very um, outgoing fellow or a party-goer or anything. He was a quiet man, and uh, but he was more quiet than usual. And uh, some of the guys in the band noticed that. Coltrane sat by himself. He was... Uh, um, writing stuff down on, on score sheets and, and uh, uh, checking books out and, uh, uh, and silently practicing his saxophone. He wanted to base, basically by, be by himself. Um, however, when he played, look out. So leading up to this was a, a bunch of, um, a, a lot of these concerts that the quintet uh, did in Europe were very well recorded. But one particular concert was a, a rather rare item. A, a lot of these concerts came out on European uh, albums and bootlegs and that sort of thing. So people knew what the band was about. But this particular concert that we're going to hear this evening has um, only appeared on this very deluxe uh, Columbia set, which um, along with some other concerts, it features this Paris concert, and um, it's uh, several um, CDs in this uh, box set called Miles Davis and John Coltrane, The Final Tour. And this Paris concert was well recorded, but uh, a lot of people didn't know about this concert. And Coltrane, this particular evening, the gods were there musically. And John Coltrane played some of the most incredible saxophone work up to that point uh, at this particular concert. He really pulled out all the stops. 
and he used his freedom in, in the quintet to really deliver a lot of stuff. Now, the usually vocal um, French audience actually didn't know what to make of this. Um, most people at this concert were familiar with John Coltrane's uh, work through recordings, uh, recordings like Milestones and Kind of Blue and Coltrane's own recordings. But they had never heard him play like this. And the reaction, you can hear it on um, after his solos, or even during his solos on some of these pieces. The French audience didn't know how to react. Um, it's a mixture of um, anger and derision and a mixture of cheers and boos. Uh, they, 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 re <laughs> they, they really didn't know. Coltrane was playing stuff that they had never heard before, and they were totally baffled. And um, some people loved it, other people not so much. So the audio quality on these recordings are great. And Miles plays uh, absolutely intensely wonderful. The whole band sounds good. But I can imagine uh, usually the order of the soloists were my, uh, on any of these pieces. Miles Davis would solo first, Coltrane second, and then Winton Kelly on piano. And I imagine poor Winton, after some of these momentous John Coltrane solos, probably wondered, what the hell am I going to play after this? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, we're going to hear the music from this uh, legendary concert. As I said, it was performed in Paris at the Theatre Olympia, March 21st, 1960. And the people involved here, of course, Miles Davis on trumpet, John Coltrane on tenor saxophone, Winton Kelly on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and the only living member of this group now is drummer Jimmy Cobb. The tunes were basically tunes that Miles had in his repertoire for many years. And we opened the set with Cole Porter's wonderful piece that Miles always liked to play, All of You. Then that's going to be followed by, of course, Miles Davis's incredible composition, that was debuted on the Kind of Blue album, So What?, and played very differently from the original version. Tune number three is, of course, Brownislaw Caper's great tune that Miles put on the jazz map on Green Dolphin Street. And the final tune, um, or the next tune after Green Dolphin Street, is another Miles Davis staple. It was written by Gene Ammons, actually, and it's a tune called Walkin', and that was part of the Miles' regular repertoire. Following Walkin', we're going to hear uh, another tune that Miles brought back to the jazz map. It's an old tune called Bye Bye Blackbird. And then we're going to hear a um, marvelous version of Thelonious Monk's uh, most famous composition, Round Midnight, and we're going to follow that with a short version of Sonny Rollins' tune called Olio, and then a little bit of the theme, and that's the final um, piece of the Paris concert. So we're going to hear this concert in its entirety with this incredible band, and 
You've heard all the members. We're now going to listen to the music. This is our jazz feature this evening. And prepare to be absolutely amazed if you've never heard this music before. The Miles Davis Quintet with John Coltrane. And we opened with all of you.
Well, it's a pleasure and an honor to have John Coltrane in front of our microphone here. And John, I gotta be abrupt with you. I gotta say like this, that uh, your playing has been turned antenna-like, unbeautiful, on just about everything you can think of. And uh, since the uh, playing mirrors the personality, I guess you have some, some uh, personal thoughts of that kind to say. Um, well, uh, let me follow you again. Uh, you said my plan has on what? I didn't say that. <laughs> I said the, what the critics said. Said, oh, well, they uh, seem to think that it's an angry sort of thing. There's a real... Some of them do. I don't know about do the critics feel, here. Do you feel angry? No, I don't. Uh, I was talking to a fellow today, and I told him that uh, the reason I play so many... So many, uh, it sounds, maybe it sounds angry because I'm, I'm trying so many things at one time, you see. Like, I, I, I haven't sorted them out. I have a whole bag of things that I'm trying to work through and get the one essential, you know. Uh, would, you say, just, would you say that you're trying to play everything you hear at well, one time or something like that? No, there, there are some set things that I know, some devices that I know, harmonic devices that I know that will uh, take me out of the ordinary path, you see, if I use these. But I haven't played them l enough, and I'm not familiar with them enough yet, to take the one single line through them. So I play all of them, you know, trying to uh, acclimate my ear so I can hear, you know. In, uh, in the uh, album liners of your latest LP, that was the Giant Steps LP, which we have played quite a lot on this show, uh, you claim that you were trying to, to get, a, a, as I understood it, a, a more beautiful sound. Would I you hope mean to. with that? Well, I, I hope to play uh, not necessarily a more beautiful sound, though I, I would like to, uh, you know, just say tone-wise, I would like to be able to produce a more beautiful sound. But now I'm primarily interested in trying to work what I have, what I know, down into a more lyrical line. You know, that's what I mean by beautiful, by more lyrical, so to be, you know, easy, so easily understood. I'm sure our listeners are, as they are mainly collectors of Coltrane records, I'm sure they like to hear you uh, express one thought of, of uh, what you think is, is uh, listenable among your whole production. Uh, you mean of the albums that yes. I've made? Oh, uh, I, I like Blue Train uh, myself. I figured you I would. such <laughs> a good band on there, you know. That's a real, that's uh, a real uh, dangerous uh, album, man. The, and uh, the, it was a good recording. Mm -hmm. uh, How do you feel about this last uh, quartet recording here, Giant Steps? I think that was my best quartet recording so far. With you the exception like of maybe Soul Train, I'd put them both about mm -hmm. the same. How would you say uh, working with Miles Davis has influenced you stylistically? Well, uh, it's, it has uh, led me into most of the things that I'm doing now, you know. Yes, had a major stranglehold on you in that matter. I mean, he made you play the way you do, or you uh, you uh, got a chance to play like well, you Well, I've do. been free. I've been so free here, you know, that uh, almost anything I want to try is... I'm welcome to do it, you know, so that's uh, the freedom has helped me. I heard to you were experiment. splitting the Miles Quintet here and then trying something on your own. Yes, I am. How's that? With uh, whom? 
Uh, I have an, I have uh, several men in mind, but I haven't selected the side men yet. Yeah. I'm going to try with like the quartet. Would you feel like working with uh, a, a quartet? Yeah, to begin with, and maybe in uh, several weeks after I start, I might add a fifth man. John, uh, which tenor plays do you think have influenced you, if any at all? All of them. <laughs> I would say all of them. But, uh, do you have a personal favorite, I mean, like you put on a record when you were at home and relaxing and so on? Well, Sonny Rollins is, uh, I think he's outstanding tenor man today, you know. That is that's exactly what Sonny Rollins <laughs> told me on this show about you. So that's, that's usually, <laughs> you know, to my be man, a mutual you know. admiration society yeah, here. Well, he's, uh, he's, he's great. I mean, you know. Mm -hmm. And, of course, in the formative days, well, like got, years you, ago, it was Dexter Gordon that uh, mm -hmm. actually was a well, major you do, you do have a strong feeling for tradition, haven't you? I guess so. I mean, I would like to even make it stronger. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd like to... Strengthen my roots, so to say, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, I didn't start at the beginning, and there's a whole lot back there that's, you know, that all young musicians Do should you, have. You uh, privately, I mean, when you're listening, you go back there, I mean, just just on your own account and listen. Well, I don't have many records in that era now, but I do plan to get them. I, I plan to include that in my repertoire, you know, all these old traditional things. You got I've been trying recently to uh, search myself, you know, and try to find things that are uh, reminiscent that sound like those things. But I'm really going to do some work on that soon. Well, John, it seems like you're on with the Miles Davis oh. Quintet here, and, and thank you very much for taking the time and dropping in on you're this You're welcome. Show. Thank you very much. Enjoy. I ended our jazz feature with one of the few recorded interviews with John Coltrane. And uh, it was done um, after uh, one of the European concerts. And uh, that interview took place in uh, the concert in, uh, that they had played in Sweden between sets. And John Coltrane was uh, um, not a, a talkative, very reserved, quiet person. Uh, other than when he played the saxophone, and um, you heard him uh, speak here with the uh, with the interviewer, and uh, the interviewer set up uh, the the chat very well, and and uh, motivated John to say a few things about um, his stance in music at that time, and of course his aims and. Uh, desires in music. So I thought uh, I'd end this uh, long jazz feature um, with the Miles Davis Quintet with John Coltrane with that particular interview. Getting back to the music that you heard uh, from the get-go, from the start of the show, um, we returned to this legendary concert uh, that took place in Paris at the Teatro Olympia, March 21st, 1960. And, of course, um, we heard the Miles Davis Quintet with Miles on trumpet, John Coltrane on tenor saxophone, Wynton Kelly on piano, 
Paul Chambers on bass, and the only living member of this quintet, Jimmy Cobb on drums. And of course, um, the tunes were all basically um, a regular part of the Davis repertoire at that time. Uh, standard tunes, some originals, etc. We opened with Cole Porter's great tune that Miles always favored. Uh, the tune was All of You. And then we moved to Miles Davis's um, incredible composition that he played for many, many years. Um, and that first appeared on the famous Kind of Blue album, the original version of this tune. And, of course, um, it changed and sped up over the years. The tune, of course, was So What? And tune number three was uh, another tune that uh, Miles, a standard tune that Miles put on the jazz map, and, and that was On Green Dolphin Street. And we followed that with a tune that was actually written by Gene Ammons and called Walkin'. And that was a regular part of Miles' repertoire as well, and it was a very fast blues. After Walkin', we heard Bye Bye Blackbird, and that was another um, old tune, kind of a corny old tune that Miles made into a hip tune. And uh, that was a big part of uh, his repertoire at that time. And then we followed Bye Bye Blackbird with uh, Thelonious Monk's most famous composition, The Ballad, Round Midnight. Now we heard a very quick version of Sonny Rollins' Olio, and then Miles' closing theme for the concert, and then that short six-minute interview with John Coltrane. And of course, the amazing thing about this Paris concert was the uh, many times the reaction of the French audience. They had never heard, uh, of course, many, many of in the audience had heard John Coltrane on records, but they had never heard him play this way, and they weren't quite used to it. So they, the, um, um, the applause were kind of a mixture of uh, um, derision and absolute joy. <laughs> so... Um, that was it, and, and French audiences are always very demonstrative, demonstrative when it comes to music, and um, there you go. Anyway, this concert was very well recorded, and it came out on a deluxe set that was issued by Sony, and the actual deluxe set was called Miles Davis and John Coltrane, The Final Tour, because... Uh, after this tour, uh, Coltrane had already left the band, really, but he had, he had agreed to do the, uh, the tour with Miles, uh, and that was basically it. Um, about a year later, actually, Coltrane uh, made a guest appearance on uh, a wonderful Miles Davis album done in the studios called Someday My Prince Will Come, and that was the last time they actually played together. But uh, this was the last, uh, this tour was the last time Coltrane was a, a part of Miles Davis's working band. Anyway, that was the concert in its entirety, and I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, an extra long jazz feature, and uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9. Or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back after uh, some 
important messages. What newspapers and magazines did you regularly read to stay informed and to understand the I've world? read most of them, again, with a great appreciation for the press, for the media. Like what coming, specifically? Um, all of them. Want to know more than Sarah Palin? Join CITR's Current Affairs Coordinator, Alex DeBoer, every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. in room 2514 in the AMS Nest to learn best practices for covering local current affairs topics for radio. The weekly training sessions will cover writing for radio, determining newsworthiness, media ethics, interviewing, writing balanced stories, and more. Are you a friend of ours who loves to get discounts? Come down to CITO, deals and you can count. We've partnered with some local businesses. So come down to us to get your card before it's too late. As a member of CITR Discorder, you get amazing deals with some of Vancouver's finest local businesses, such as Devil Maywear, Audio Pile, the Stormcrow Tavern and Ale House, The Biltmore, Book Warehouse, and Little Sisters Book and Art Emporium. For more information, visit citr.ca forward slash friends. Tonight, uh, showers uh, will be ending near midnight, and then it'll be cloudy with um, intermittent uh, showers and with a low of 7. And then tomorrow will be cloudy in the morning with a 30% chance of a shower. Then later on in the day, a mix of sun and cloud. Um, but that's not going to last because Wednesday, we're going to have showers with lows down to 7 and highs up to about 9. On Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of a shower. Maybe a pretty nice day, actually, with a low of 5 and a high of 12. Friday is going to be sunny with a low of 3 and a high of 14. Then Saturday is cloudy. Saturday and Sunday on the weekend will be cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower both days. Uh, lows between 6 and highs up to a tropical 12. So that's basically the weather outlook for the week. And you're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Something I should mention is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. There's uh, all kinds of announcements on that website right now about 
this year's jazz festival. And for those of you that are interested, you should get on that website, coastaljazz.ca. Not only um, are there uh, announcements as to uh, people that are coming to this year's jazz festival at places like the Pyatt Hall, Ironworks, and um, all that kind of stuff, Frankie's, of course, and um, some big concerts taking place. I hear that uh, on uh, June 29th, we'll have a visit from none other than Herbie Hancock. Right. Um, that's one of the big announcements. But you can check it out if you get onto the uh, website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. That is coastaljazz.ca. Also, um, the schedule at Frankie's is uh, also on that site. And um, Frankie's, of course, being... Uh, Vancouver's leading jazz club down on Beattie Street, and that's uh, programmed by the redoubtable Corey Weeds, and there's all kinds of people coming in there. You can check out the uh, the site. You can book a table. You can do all that kind of stuff on uh, that very comprehensive website, coastaljazz.ca. The website of the hard-working Coastal Jazz and Blues Society people. And, of course, um, it's going to be a good jazz festival this summer so be prepared Mm -hmm. another fine website of course is uh, vancouverjazz.com and that's a a very comprehensive website as well put together by my old friend Brian Nation and there's all sorts of uh, links on that site I always like to mention Pat's Pub Um, it's a popular spot now on Saturday afternoons there's never a cover charge down there at, uh, in the historic Patricia Hotel, and some of our finest musicians play at Pat's Pub every Saturday from 3 until 7. And as I said, admission is free. And um, good choice of uh, beverages, good food, all that kind of stuff. Good acoustics, friendly atmosphere, lots of parking, and it's very safe down there as well. I can say that uh, with utmost assurance, despite the fact that it's, you know, in the downtown east side. It's uh, away from, well, you know where. Um, And it's uh, a comfortable spot. Pat's Pub, every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 7. We're going to take you to a club in New York City live at a place called Boomers. Uh, The club is no more. But some very fine people played in that uh, in that club. It was in Greenwich Village, and we're going to hear the Cedar Walton Quartet with the great Chicago-born tenor saxophonist Clifford Jordan, and of course Mr. Walton, being one of the premier pianists of this or any other age. On bass, Sam Jones, and on drums, Louis Hayes, and we're going to hear. A few tunes, beginning with uh, Cedar Walton composition, The Highest Mountain. And we're going to uh, hear the band's version of that great standard, Stella by Starlight. That's a tune that's been played by everybody, but they, this band, um, Cedar and Clifford Jordan and company, give Stella by Starlight kind of a new feel, and it's, it's great. And uh, then we're going to hear... Um, 
Thelonious Monk's great blues composition called Blue Monk, and uh, then the closing theme by Cedar Walton called the Bleecker Street Theme. So here then, the Cedar Walton Quartet with Clifford Jordan on tenor saxophone, Sam Jones on bass, and Lewis Hayes on drums, and we begin with the highest mountain.
We heard basically a set by the Cedar Walton Quartet recorded at a New York club entitled Boomers. And uh, even though the club is no more, obviously the uh, audience is there and the sound quality and, of course, the quality of the band was uh, A1. And, of course, Cedar Walton on piano with the great Clifford Jordan on tenor saxophone, Sam Jones on bass, and Lewis Hayes on drums. And we heard um, four tunes, uh, beginning with Cedar Walton's composition, The Highest Mountain. And then we moved to the standard tune, Stella by Starlight. And then Thelonious Monk's famous blues piece, entitled Blue Monk. And then a short version of the Bleecker Street theme by Cedar Walton, because... Uh, Boomers was on Bleecker Street. There you go. So that's how all of that came about. The Cedar Walton Quartet, Clifford Jordan, Sam Jones, Lewis Hayes, and, of course, Mr. Walton at the piano. You are listening to The Jazz Show this evening. Uh, some long sets tonight. My name's Gavin Walker, and, of course, we're broadcasting on CITR 101.9 on your FM dial or if you listen on the computer, www.citr.ca. That'll do it, and uh, you'll be able to live stream. We'll be back in a moment right after these messages with some uh, different music. Uh, we are so happy because FunDrive 2019 is officially over. What a great feeling. To everyone who donated their time, their energy, and their money, the people who forgot to donate now but will online at citr.ca slash donate, those who couldn't donate this year but will next year, and to our community as a whole. CITR and Discorder just want to say... Looking to get a reliable and affordable used bike? Come to the Bike Kitchen, UBC's full-service community bike shop, located on East Mall between Brock Hall and Irving K. Barber. If you buy a bike from us, bring it back to us when you're done, and we'll give you half of your money back, as long as you took good care of it. If it needs repairs, we'll split the cost with you. Yeah, you heard me right. We'll give you crisp dollar bills for half the original price of any used bike that you buy from us, minus the cost of repairs. For more information about our buyback policy, find us online at thebikekitchen.com. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Here's a piece of music, marvelous piece of music by Eberhard Weber. And Eberhard is a German bassist and band leader and with his band called Colors. With um, Actually, this is a, um, not with uh, 
the band Colors. But um, this is with his main man on piano, uh, Rainier Bruninghaus. And rather than uh, the rest of the members of his band, he has the um, cellos, the French horn, and the oboe from the Philharmonic Orchestra of Oslo, uh, augmenting Mr. Weber, uh, the leader, and Rainier Bruninghaus on keyboards, piano and keyboards. This is a piece of music from uh, Eberhard Weber's ECM album called The Following Morning. And this piece of music is called Tea on a White Horse. Very evocative and beautiful music. Eberhard Weber. Thank you. 
We just heard a piece called Silent Spring, written and arranged by Carla Blay, and that featured the Liberation Music Orchestra. Uh, the soloists on that uh, piece were guitarist um, Steve Cardenas, and then we heard Chris Cheek on tenor saxophone, and Michael Rodriguez on trumpet. And, of course, other people in that uh, orchestra, Carla Blay, of course, on, on uh, piano, and... Um, Steve Swallow on bass, Matt Wilson on drums, and some more horns as well, making up the uh, Liberation Music Orchestra. And before that, we heard music by German bassist Eberhard Weber with his uh, main man on piano, Rainier Brüninghaus, and augmented both Mr. Weber and Mr. Brüninghaus um, augmented their outing with um, some cellos, uh, French horns, and an oboe from the Philharmonic Orchestra of Oslo. And the piece of music we heard, written by Eberhard Weber, was called Tea on a White Horse from uh, Eberhard Weber's album The Following Morning. And after that, of course, the Liberation Music Orchestra. Mm-hmm, a bit of a change of pace. And we're going to have another change of pace for a couple of tunes. Just to remind you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca for live streaming. My name's Gavin Walker, and here is pianist, underrated pianist, Bobby Timmons, along with the uh, wonderful lyric trumpet of Blue Mitchell, Sam Jones on bass once again, and Art Blakey on drums. And we're going to hear two Bobby Timmons compositions. The first one is called Soul Time, which is the title of this uh, Riverside album. And the second piece is entitled So Tired. Bobby Timmons. On piano, Blue Mitchell on trumpet, Sam Jones on bass, and Art Blakey on drums.
couple of compositions by Bobby Timmons, who played the piano and led the band, along with uh, the wonderful Blue Mitchell on trumpet, Sam Jones on bass, and Art Blakey on drums. And all of that is from an album called Soul Time by Bobby Timmons. And we heard um, the title track, Soul Time, and the second tune, So Tired, both compositions by Mr. Timmons. Bobby Timmons. We're going to end the show tonight on a nice relaxed note with uh, guitarist, guitar great, I should say, Kenny Burrell. Mr. Burrell on guitar with Will Davis on piano, Martin Rivera on bass, Bill English on drums, and Ray Barreto on conga drums. And we're going to hear the title track from this uh, prestige album by Kenny Burrell called Soul Call. That's the name of the tune, and it's a Kenny Burrell composition and creation. Soul Call.
guitarist Kenny Burrell. Ending our show this evening, Kenny with Will Davis at the piano, Martin Rivera on bass, Bill English on drums, and Ray Barreto on conga drums. And that was a Kenny Burrell composition, a blues entitled Soul Call. And that was the title of the this Prestige album as well. Lots of nice stuff on this recording, of course. One of the masters of jazz, Kenny Burrell. We hope you enjoyed the uh, show this evening, and uh, we'll be back next week with um, a jazz feature with the gentleman who will be coming to this year's jazz festival, as a matter of fact, Herbie Hancock, and one of his classic Blue Note albums called Empyrean Isles. And also, I'm going to have a guest on the show next week, a wonderful resident singer, by the name of Karen Plato. And Karen has a brand new album out, and we're going to be playing excerpts from that album and chatting with Karen about uh, the music scene here in Vancouver and, of course, her, um, her musical life as well. So we hope you can join us. We start at 9 p.m. and carry on until, well, as you know, well after midnight if you're here with us. My name's Gavin Walker. This has been another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or for live streaming, CITR.ca. And we'll see you in seven days' time. Take care and enjoy the month of April. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Thank you.